me a beer and grab him a coke We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes And please don't mix it up cause he done sobered up Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. There's going to be a graphic there. I am your host, Brennan Tassif. If you were new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do yep. drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those stories. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with somebody and reminisce about the crazy old days. Never gets old. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, comedian James Pontillo. From here. I came all the way from here. Yeah, you're from here. Yeah. What's up, man? What's going on? I didn't know you were sober. Yeah. How long? Five years, May 31st. Of everything or just drinking? No, everything. Really? No weed either? No, I'm, I'm real sober. Wow. Yeah. You don't, it's very rare to meet someone fully sober. I know. Usually it's, they'll do something. Oh, I do shrooms. I do Molly. I, yeah. I just don't drink, but that's not really sober. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those things. There are a couple comedians who will get on stage and then they'll be like, so I've been sober now for X amount. And I'm like, but you're I, I, not. Yeah. You just don't drink. Like say, yeah. I don't drink. <laughs> yeah. Anything that alters the main, the brain is not. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, I guess if you want to get technical, I take pre-workout. I smoke cigarettes. So I guess I'm, Honestly, I'm doing there, something. There's some days I'll take C4. Yeah, oh yeah. With a lot of water, and it's like being on a drug. Oh yeah. It's not even physically, it's just mentally. You're, I'm off the walls. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be texting people, like sometimes, like kick today in the cunt. Like, <laughs> just randomly, <laughs> I'll text people that when I'm on a real pre workout, yeah. fucking high. That's yeah, the man, best. I can fucking got all of it. What dude. do you got? Uh, what do you use? So, I, this is what I use for pre workout. Inhumane, not a sponsor, nice. but inhumane. Better than C4? Uh, yeah. Well, it's not better than the old C4. I don't know if you know this, because you're younger than me, but C4, when it first came out, had an original formula yeah. which had like ephedra in it and all sorts of crazy shit and yeah. that was probably the greatest pre-workout ever made nice and then they you know they got into trouble Jack. remember Jack Jack's was another one same thing and then they all got in trouble so they had to alter all their formulas yeah it's not the same it's they not the caffeine out probably better for you long term oh it's way better you don't for get you that long- pump that's why they had to change it <laughs> yeah you don't get that pump I'll plug everything up front before we get too okay, far into this. I got this. a show at New York Comedy Club called Bitch Chess Comedy, which the next one's June sixth. Uh, I'm relaunching my podcast actually. This what is week, it? Tell, uh, talk about it's it. Called well, Humiliated. Uh, somewhat similar. It's just embarrassing, terrible stories from growing up. Uh, not necessarily drinking related. Just any yeah. sort of embarrassing. No, I've got plenty of those. That. When are you relaunching that? When is that when, coming back out? Uh, this Saturday, and then we're going to launch it next this Wednesday. So okay. I don't know how that works with the dates. What's so, the how, well, how long have you, you said relaunch it? So were you yeah, doing it before? Yeah, we did about 15 episodes, and I just got lazy with it, but I want to bring it back. Yeah. Well, and that's the hard thing, too, is we were talking about this on the walkover, but it's all about content. Yeah. And that's the thing is I... Since, Quality content. Yeah. Well... Depending on who you ask, but uh, <laughs> but I moved to New York about a year and a half, almost two years ago, and it was when I was in Florida. I was so anti-social media. Yeah. I was like, "This is a fad. This well, is stupid." Yeah, the days I don't log on, I'm so much happier. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's a major depressant. It's There's so huge, many studies. Yeah, and I can't stop myself from scrolling and checking I just stories. Get lost in it, and, and I then, tell myself, "What? Why are you checking this person's story? Yeah, what are you going like, to get? Who out cares?" Of it? But I moved here. Yeah. And everyone was recording and doing stuff all the time. Like even their, like every single set they would do, they would record. It's like and I, I audio record all my sets for me to get yeah. better as a comic. But they would video record every single thing they would you know, do. I, I think I'm the only comic. I just write down each joke and then how it did. 
I don't. Oh, uh, really? Record, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting because way to do I it. think depending on audio, depending you, you don't get a f- uh, proper analysis with the laughs and stuff. So yeah, for that's me, true. I just write down. I take notes of every set. Yeah, that's old school. Yeah, well, not even old school. I don't know what you would call. No, that. that's super old school. Yeah. Before, before when they had big old clunky tape recorders, they would yeah. just write everything down. Yeah, and then I'll just you know if it's a new joke, I'll just write it out and then just do it on stage. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and like I said, when I got here, I noticed everyone filming everything and then content everywhere and i was like oh i was ill-equipped for yeah. the and that's one of the biggest parts of the business now yeah is posting yeah always posting and it's funny because a lot of people i think a lot of the bigger named comics they have someone that does all that yeah for them. well and i've had some of them on this show yeah and it's still it's funny i was talking to my buddy zach i introduced you to last night he was on the podcast uh mm-hmm. last week yeah and it was interesting because he's younger and he just moved to new york in september yeah. And we were talking about it, and he goes, what's it like? Because I hang at the stand in the cellar a lot because it's right near my work. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that's so cool. Like, you do that all the time. Just hang out with the comics and, like, shoot the shit. And, stuff. and I go, not cool. But I was like, <laughs> he's like, what's that like? And I go, we talk. You know what we talk about after, like, a bar show or a produce yeah. show? He's like, yeah. I go, we talk about the same thing. Yeah. And I've had bigger comics, like, huge comics on this podcast. And it's the same thing, though. They're like, I got to hire somebody, but then they have access to all my stuff. And That's I don't right. know if yeah, I want to pay started. someone. And so it's literally the same conversation we're having people with 500, 300,000 followers is having. Like, my, I don't know if I want to do that. My has an amazing camera. I asked him to record my set. He wants, like, 200 bucks. Yeah. That's you. You're not gonna get anything less than two hundred bucks. Well, and that's the thing is that when sketches, I sketches anything two three hundred. Yeah, out the door. That? Yeah. Well, and then and then it's that's one sketch. Yeah. Then you have and to you're not edit gonna make it. Money off of it. Well, and you have to edit it, and then if you put it up at the wrong time and it bombs, yeah. you just it's you got not, nothing no one, from it. And pretty much no one. And if they are making money, it's very little off reels, or you don't make money. It's just yeah. Like I've got a few friends that. Uh, <clears throat> and is it worth it? Are people are agents? I don't think so. Well, see, and that's the other thing too is. I, I'm very. It's more just about the dopamine hit of getting yeah. those big numbers. Well, and like I'm very that. lost in the whole thing because I came. I've been doing comedy since '09, but in Florida, it was just like you know, if you were good enough, your friends would put you on shows or you would yeah, start your own that's show. That's how it was when I started. And, yeah, and you would just do shows. And then I came up here, and it's like I know people who have like not that many followers and have managers and agents. And then I know people who have hundreds of thousands of followers yeah. and they don't have an agent or anything because they're looking for very specific things, man. Yeah, who could sell out rooms yeah and that's it's all it's it's just about moving tickets and that's another big thing is like yeah. with the one-man show i wanted to put it up on youtube and my director it's over, right you did yeah, it? yeah yeah we did it boom baby nice um, where was that at it was at the producers club okay yeah it was funny I, I tried to get it in different theaters and they all wanted like a section of the script and all this and then i, I don't know if you've ever been to the producers club i've heard some things but i went to the producers club and i was like hey i want to do my show here and then the guy who runs it at it's so funny he goes you give me the money and you have the theater. Yeah. Like there are no questions asked, nothing. He yeah. was just like, you take it. How much was that? How much was it? It was only 500 bucks, six that's hours. Great. Dude. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. But that's it, what we we're talking about. So then I had to hire a video crew and a yeah. director and all this stuff. And then Dude, all of a sudden. There's so it's, much money that goes into it. It's And it's weird too because, and it's a bit I do on stage, but everyone's like, chase your dreams. You have to chase your dreams. You got to have money. But that's why that is the. Yeah. Imp- it, that's why I don't know why I will never understand why comics with day jobs get looked down on because yeah. you need extra money. Yeah, you have to have it. And it's also just I, I think it just keeps your mind sharp having a regular job and just keeps you experience yeah. things in the world. And I think I'll always I, I, I work in sales. I think I'll always keep my day job. Yeah. Even if I make like Mark Norman level money. Well, that's and I just like I just like it. Yeah. And that's the thing is like I work in a restaurant. Yeah. So one, I get to meet. You experience things. Well, yeah, and it's a super swanky steakhouse, so I get to meet some very famous people. 
Yeah. Like very famous. Like between comedians, because it's yeah, in between the stand and the seller. So between in between comedians, actors, musicians, like mm. a lot of people come into this restaurant, and then, it, and one that's awesome, mm -hmm. and two, it, I'm talking to people all yeah. the time. Yeah. So it's like I'm on stage every night. I go into work. It's like I'm like I'll tr if I have a bit that's clean enough, I'll drop it into conversations yeah, with some, a table. There's some comics that go up, and I'm like, you haven't not experienced anything. Yeah, ever. you haven't spoken to anybody. No. Like, what's happening? Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that. Like, um, so you, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, about seven years. Okay, and then you started. Obviously, you're from New York. Yes. So yeah. what part? In Queens. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So you're a New York kid. Yeah. Born and raised. So where did you end up? Like, how did you get into stand up? Like, did you discover so it as a kid I, or? I always was interested in it. Okay. I was a screenwriting major in college. So I always kind of. Where'd you go to college? Quinnipiac University. Shouts out. Steve Cerruti, yeah. Quinnipiac. Who's that? He's a producer, a co host of some. He worked for ESPN for a long time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to so clip this there. and send it to him. Uh, after graduation, I, I I had always envisioned myself on stage. It was weird, always. Yeah. I was Even always as a, good, a child, yeah, I was always a good storyteller in college, and just but I was but screenwriting was what I wanted to do. Yeah, and after like six months, I'm like I I mean literally got nowhere with it. So six months out of college, yeah. And you are know, you still pitching to agencies, pitching this? Okay, I just, I just was getting nowhere. And where it. were you living at the time? I was still home. Okay, yeah. so you went back to Queens. Yeah, okay. I did, which was super depressing. <laughs> <laughs> well, something more. I mean, there's nothing worse than that anxiety after graduating college. Yeah, it's really, it's really bad, especially when you're a screenwriting major or a film major and you don't know what you're doing. I mean, I have do. so many. I mean, I know so many people in my major that don't do it anymore. Yeah, they just left. They just do something else. Well, or, the same thing happens in comedy. How many yeah. people do we know that started yeah, but, it? Yeah, but that, but comedy don't take out. Hundred thousand yeah, dollar loan. That's, that's that thing, which is fine if you want to do something else. It's fine, but well, and just, if you have the degree, you can get a lot of because it's just as well, bachelors. Yeah. It's not specific. Yeah, although in comedy, it doesn't matter. No, but I'm saying like those people who give up on screenwriting. At least they have a bachelor yes, yeah, in yeah. something. Yeah. So, yeah. So I I never deeply considered it, and then I I had a very close friend. We don't really talk anymore, but we were close. And one night he we're at the bar in where we grew up. And he comes in and he says, I just quit my job. Uh, he worked for Wells Fargo. He had a good job. I don't know what happened exactly. but He said, I just quit my I job? He had like a mini breakdown. Okay. And he said, I'm gonna, I've am i been doing open mics, which uh, this all sounds terrible. <laughs> like uh, Nothing about what he was saying. He's like, do you want to do one with me? And it was a Laughing Buddha open mic. It was in the basement of, it's now the comedy shop. It used to be the Village Lantern. It was yep. in the basement. It was as quintessential as what you would picture an open mic be. Dark yeah. room, you dirty. You crashing, you know what we're talking about. Dirty, and I did it, and it was like, I mean, instantaneously, I wanted to do this. Okay, and how old were you, 22 at the time, 23? Yeah, I think 23, 22 or 23, something like that. Okay, and you were just hooked? I was hooked. So what you what happened? What did you end up doing? Did you start going to open mics every yep. day? Did when you start going to open mics? I didn't get booked on my first show t until two years into comedy, which is so mind blowing today. How comics are just getting things so quick. Yeah, I'm talking about like bar show. Yeah, my first show was a place Bunga's Den. It was called. It was on West Seventy Fourth, something like that. It was a twelve a.m. show. So and this was two years into doing open two mics. Two years. God. I only did open mics for two years. Were you when you got booked? What but I was, but I thought I think it helped me. I was better. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I was so used to performing, but that doesn't exist anymore. Well, and it's so weird that you bring this up. I had a. I had brought a bunch of friends. It wasn't a bringer, but I had invited yeah. my girlfriend and a bunch of her friends to a show I was yeah. on the other day. And it's so crazy that you brought this up because 
some of the comics on the show were awesome. And then some of the comics on the show, you were like, oh, you yeah. don't have the reps to be up here. No. Like, these people paid for tickets and, like, come on, man. Like, yeah. It's, uh, that's, that's what I always tell myself. I got high one time and went on stage. Yeah. And it felt awful because in my head, I'm like, these people paid a lot of money. They yeah, money. It was, a was this recently show. or yes, was this? It was four twenty, and I'll never do it again. I'll never take any. Yeah, because you're at and clubs going, and stuff now. So that's... yeah, and, I'll, and I said that to myself. I'll never. And then it happened again with shrooms, like a few, a couple weeks after that, and it just wasn't the same. I said I need to be totally sober. So I'm basically when sober you're on and, stage or no, even in general, I've I've making a real effort to get sober. Oh, but, that's awesome. But I stumble every now. Like I had one yeah. drink here. I had a drink last night. Pretty much like that, but it doesn't go beyond that. Yeah. But I'd like to just might as well just be fully sober. Yeah, I enjoy it because um, so you're not one of those types who's like, oh, two drinks just to relax. No, not at all. Never, I don't. Yeah. No, it's, I'm very much Frank the Tank in old school. Once it hits my lips, baby, it's so good. I just yeah, won't stop. And, and there's no point of having one or two. Well, and that's what I tell people was like, it's weird because in AA. Well, I can't talk about it because it's a super secret anonymous society. But there's a that's why they call it AA. There's a meeting that I go to. Um and it's so the clan meeting, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so bizarre because sometimes people will be in there and they'll be like, they have war stories. Well, but what I'm talking about is the opposite. They'll be like, Oh, I got drunk and texted my ex-girlfriend. Like I have a serious problem. Like I need to stop. And I go, that's not what we're doing here. No. Like I've been arrested eight times. Like I really? almost died. What yeah. was your worst arrest story? Uh, my worst arrest story. Well, what do you mean? Like worst? The longest like, I was just in. Worst? Like I could have been in real trouble here. Like. Um. So I got arrested for nine counts of violation of probation, and I had a warrant out for my arrest. That's in the one man show, which premieres next week on it's, Patreon. It's must have been in Florida. Uh. Yeah. Oh yeah. For Sounds sure. Like but the cops like pulled their guns on me and like get out of the car. Wait. Get so out you of the were car. on probation from drunk driving? No, no, no. I was on probation, but I left for after what? I, for drunk driving. Okay. But I left after. After six months okay. and then three years later i've got caught by the cops and that warrant doesn't go away no 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 once you leave probation and they issue a warrant it just gets worse not in new york no 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 this is in florida but i'm saying if you would have got pulled over in new york they wouldn't have known no because the warrant yeah they would have the warrants oh. in the system oh. so um i mean i don't i actually don't know state to state if they would have how bad were you how drunk were you when you drove when i drove it's funny because the first time i got my dui i was hammered but i was with a girl so the reason i got pulled over was because the right light was red oh, so i had stopped man, yes. and then it turned green but i had made my move over here and i was kissing her and when it turned green i didn't notice and then i noticed it and there i started to drive cop behind me and he was Just, like why did you hesitate at that green light you waited like 30 seconds before you went this is in Florida, right? Yeah, they were following me from the bar, though. They knew I was hammered. It's yeah. just state – I mean, it's. I think it's federal, but I know in the state of Florida, they have to have a reason to pull you over. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's swerving or reckless endangerment, like they have to – Stopping at a green light. So stopping at a green light is reckless oh, so endangerment. So they can watch you drink, get in the car, and they can't pull you over or something? There has to be a reason? There has to be a reason. That's so, but, but no, if they watch you drink and get into the car, they yeah. saw you drink so they can do that. But like if I come stumbling out of a bar they can't do nothing. and then I get into my car, but they never saw me imbibe anything. Yeah. They kind of have to wait for you to fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but they just waited and then they caught me. But that's the thing is so like, what happened? You got arrested. So I got arrested. Then I mean, like I said, I've been arrested a bunch. The worst one though, as far as being arrested was, uh, when I was in college, we were having a party at our apartment and the cop showed up and long story short, I told the cop, I was like, fuck off. You don't have a warrant. I was pre-law. So I was like, you don't have a warrant. You're not coming into my fucking house. You dumb bitch. And I slammed the not door in her face to say the extra stuff. No, not. <laughs> and then, um, 
they 20 minutes later no 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 20 minutes later they knocked on the door but they didn't do the cop knock they just yeah. softly knocked yeah. so i thought it was like more people for the party and i opened the door and she ripped me out of there slammed she me was on able the, to do that dude i was well i was hammered yeah and like but without know, a warrant they could do that uh no the the i got arrested for resisting arrest without violence but nothing else. Okay. So the judge threw it out. And the judge was actually pissed because she was like, you're wasting the court's time. At them. At, the, at the, Yeah, the officer. She's yeah. like, you can't arrest someone for resisting arrest if you're not arresting them for anything. You yeah. can't resist arrest for nothing. Yeah. So she, the judge was pissed, but it still ruined my night. She slammed me on the ground, slammed my head into the pavement, put she her knee. She been a big woman. Uh, she wasn't that big. She was jacked, but she wasn't like yeah. she wasn't like big. She was just like ripped Probably some up. Sort of martial arts training. I would Something. Yeah. It, but yeah, she. I, I'll never forget. She put her knee in the back of my neck and she said, "Who's the bitch now?" Wow. And arrested me. And I was well, like, "Yeah, it was you know me. What? It's yeah. me." Not much you could do about that. No, but let's. And get you b- couldn't get out, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, they got to go undergo some sort of. They have training. to. Yeah. yeah. How many times have you been arrested? Uh, I've never been arrested. I've been in the back of a car once for public urination. Me and my, we went to school in Connecticut, like I said. We went out drinking. Yeah. Uh, And I just started peeing. I had to go in the park, and the cop car was parked, hidden in the park. It was hidden? It was just hidden. It was dark, and uh, pulled right up, fucking threw us both in the back of the car. was looking. Luckily, I didn't have my fake. I'd lost my fake ID. Oh, so this was when you were young, like first getting into college? I was 19. Okay. And that was pretty much it. And I got a hundred dollar ticket for public urination. But that's, I've I've had a lot of close calls. Yeah, with cops. Well, and that's the other thing too is the public urination. I know again, this is in Florida. I don't know how to state to state, but they can charge you with um, exposure. Being a sex yeah. yeah, that was I didn't pay that hundred bucks. And then you have to introduce yourself to all your neighbors. Yeah, as a sex offender. So luckily that got paid. And well, let's get back before we get into some of the crazy stories. Let's get back into comedy. Yeah. So you got your first show after two years, and two then you years. were hooked. Uh, well, you were hooked after your first open mic. How yeah. long did it take before you were like getting past and like performing regularly? Um, I got past New York was the first club in 2020. So I started so about four or five years. I mean, I definitely I feel like I've definitely earned anything I've gotten yeah. in comedy. And this, you said you started s- seven years ago? Yeah. Okay. So that would be what? 2017? But I was doing guest spots there in like 2017. So yeah. about two years in. Okay. I was doing guest spots before I was even doing like regular like shows really yeah it's which is weird how did that and i was not ready when i started i auditioned there actually three times in new york it took the third time how so let's because this is interesting to me I, I love talking about this kind of stuff yeah. um how did you get the guest spots were you just hanging out a lot or showing up or i uh had a friend dave cyrus he wrote for snl uh he wrote uh, the king of staten island i think he wrote oh, on bub kiss he's best friends with pete davidson okay so he did the he did the roast over there a lot yeah and I just started going, hanging out, and then I started doing the comedy fight club ones. Okay. And then Dave introduced me to the owner Emilio, and then Emilio said, "Uh, yeah, we should get, you know, we'll get, we'll get you up on it." And uh, I think my first match was against Maddie Smith. Oh wow! Which is fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I did Maddie great. Smith's a killer, and, dude. Dude, she is. And uh, I did great. I won, which was not, yeah, which was not supposed to happen. And then um, I just caught Emilio's eye from there, pretty much. Oh, that's awesome. And then he started giving me guest spots and regular spots, and I started producing the show there and just kind of worked my way up. Oh, see, and that's fucking fantastic. I did very much from the ground up. Yeah, I love doing. hearing that. Yeah, it was all performance-based, in my opinion. Yeah, because sometimes, like we were talking about earlier, sometimes you see people get stuff, and you're like, but 
Now it took me years and years. Yeah, it's like, wait, what? I, that, that doesn't bother me because I, I feel like if those people don't get good, they'll fall off. Yeah. Well, and that's it's funny. And it's happened. I've known comics years ago that were getting a lot of stuff and now no one even knows who they are. Yeah. It's it's interesting to bring that up because the host of my other podcast, The Power of How, Matt Folcheron, he uh, tours with Segura and Tosh. And like yeah. he's, you know, he was in L.A. for a long time, but he's been in New York for about five years. And I remember when I first moved here, I was so frustrated because yeah. a few of my friends blew up on social media during the pandemic. That's frustrating. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I was talking to him and I was like, some of these cats are only like a year or two into comedy and yeah. now they're touring all over. And he, he said, this, he goes, listen, man, if they're not any good, they'll get one run of tours. Then when they come back for he their is, next run, it's going to be the same thing or it's going to be bad. And then is, it's it. It's over. Could not be more right. Yeah. There was like, a comic. Relax. There was a female comic. I'm not going to name names. Uh. I don't even, you wouldn't even know her, but I just don't want to name it. She was really rising up. She was good, but definitely getting stuff she didn't yeah. deserve. Uh, ends up opening fe- or featuring for Michael Che. Oh, wow. I believe it. Car- big spot, totally bombs, wasn't ready, quits comedy. Or at least that's the story, yeah. But it, it was one of those people, you're like, why doesn't this person do comedy anymore? They were good. Yeah. Like, she was genuinely funny. Yeah. And you know, But that was just so traumatizing. I don't think this, was- this crowd knows my opinion on female comics, but... She was good, <laughs> and uh, if anyone should be doing it, it would be her. Yeah. Like, but I guess just got an opportunity too soon. I think that just – I mean, I, I hear about this with comics a lot. They get these big opportunities and just bomb. Yeah. And that, to me, is so much worse than waiting, 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 and then finally – Yeah, I was talking about this with Onika last night. Yeah. Because – she Who's a killer. I mean, she's a she's a – beast she's so good yeah and that took her years I'm and sure. when we were talking about it last night where i was just like i feel like because we were talking about making progress and destiny and all the I, whenever i talk to onika it's always like these big philosophical conversations yeah. and i was like i don't know sometimes I, I feel like i don't know what i'm doing because i don't think any of us know what we're doing and she looked at no. me and she goes brennan you're gonna get to wherever you're going you're gonna get there so just and, relax yeah. and i have a comic friend a very close friend who's always complaining this person got this texting you know he'll like come to shows just complain and complain really That's all he does yeah and he's a good comic and i'm like look if i'm not my philosophy is i'm not where i want to be it's my fault yeah 100 percent. and i do that with everything in life oh yeah you do that with and that's why I think you just hit a personal best at the gym. Speaking about not being where we want to be, there yeah. we go. You I, I made think it there's happen. Such a good relation. There's such a good correlation between the gym and comedy. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because you really do have to put the work in every day, even when you don't want to. Yeah, and that's so now. So you 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 start to you get Emilio's eye. Yeah. You start to get booked on more guest spots, and then you audition. How does the first audition go? First you said audition it took goes three. well, but I clearly wasn't ready. Okay. And Amy, was that the conversation that you ended up having with him? No, this was Amy. This was the okay. booker there. Just said it's good, but you didn't. I forgot the exact words. You didn't really feel grounded. Okay. Yeah. And then the second audition, so you're eight like months later, not. They were pretty far apart, eight to ten months. Oh wow! So it wasn't like yeah, it was it was for a competition. It was for like their fall whatever competition. Okay, and uh, she said a lot of improvement. Uh, you know, you showed a lot of growth, and but yeah, but you're not going to advance. And um, but me being a realist saw that as the positive parts. Yeah, you know, keep showed working. improvement, showed growth. I felt better. I felt more comfortable up there. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the third audition was January of 2020, right before COVID. Uh, nailed it, crushed got it, passed. Yeah, fuck yeah. So I didn't mind waiting those three years because yeah. it, it's how I developed. And now I feel so comfortable up there. I mean, yeah. I feel comfortable. I'll be honest. I don't think there's a stage 
in the country, maybe Madison Square Garden, but I wouldn't feel, <laughs> that I, or maybe, but that I wouldn't feel comfortable doing. Yeah, not saying I would always kill, but th- that I wouldn't feel pretty comfortable doing. It's weird. I talk to this with regular people in the real world. Um, when they find out I do comedy and podcasting, yeah. they always go, "Oh my god, I could never get up on stage." And it's like, "Oh, I've been doing this. Yeah, I've been doing this for so long that my life reps. It's like the gym with you yeah put reps in. My life with a microphone is more comfortable to me than." We're trying to remember my life without a microphone. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like Same. I've always had a platform and it might given it might be a tiny small platform, but I've always had a platform to be like, yeah. hey, let's talk about this. Yeah. And it's it's just weird to think about like some people are like, I could never. It's like, oh yeah. well. Yeah. As Brad Pitt says in Troy, that's why no one will remember your name. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind putting the time in. So it doesn't bother me one bit. Let's get to um and then you already plugged all your social media, but you have that yeah. show uh, June 6th, you said? Yeah. Okay. Where's that at? That's at New York Comedy Club. So fucking check it out, man. Eagle Everybody Witt. go see James. We got a good lineup. Though. Eagle Wit. Eagle Wit, Dave Neal. Okay. Um, Abby Washuda. Damn. Yeah, it's a good lineup. Do you? And you said you produce it? You book Me all the comedy? Me and uh, Katie Haller, yeah. Okay. Damn. Who's a great producer also. Look at you. Look it's at you. Look fun. at you. Producing is its own animal. It's I totally different than co- like stand up itself. Pe- yeah, people are like, "Oh, you should do it. You should start your own show. You like know all these comics." And I go, "Absolutely." Like, you need no. The organization you need is Well, not only that, but like I got a lot going on. Yeah. I've got the three podcasts. Oh, no. I got the time, the, yeah, yeah, it's like if You don't have the time. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's like I've talked to my friend. I have friends that do a weekly show and I go, yeah. "You're out of your fucking mind, yeah. dude." Cuz I just know the stress that I get from the podcast. I couldn't imagine, and that's me doing everything. Yeah, like I couldn't imagine like every week having to book comics and like promote yeah, it, and do all this, and then the next next like three days later, you're like, well, we got to start again. Yeah, there's this expression I don't know who it's from. Some philosopher. It's like if you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to other things. Yeah. So that's the mindset. All right, I'm saying yes to doing the show, but no to maybe doing what you do, growing a podcast. Yeah. You only that. have so much time. There's only day. so many hours in a day. And like we talked you, about earlier, I don't want to be one of those people that just does everything for the sake of doing them. No, you can't quality. Well, and that's the thing too is, I mean, before obviously the one man show and the, the move and everything, we were doing this in the studio, like the full regalia what studio, Gotham God, we love oh, Gotham. Uh, we're going to get never performed there. Um, well, was, I mean, it's a podcast studio, so no. it's, but, um, it's, it's really cool. It's where Mark and Sam do. We might be drunk, but, uh, okay. It's, they've got a bunch of rooms, and we love Gotham. It's just one of those things where financially you have to make decisions. Where it's like, well, the one man show is coming out, so well, that's what doing I'm that myself, is. I want to put money towards sketches or clips. Yeah. So well, and that's a cool thing about doing the podcast currently in its current form with the video and everything. Is it's like, oh, we can just clip yeah. whatever we want as much as we want, and like we were talking about on the way here. Then you could just delete the clip and repost it. Nobody yeah. fucking knows. Yeah, I had people. This is hilarious. I uh, was doing like a best of clip, so I had like one set with Emma Wilman and Natalie Cuomo. They did it in, this, in no, no, no. They did it at the studio, oh, and okay. then I had another set with um, Joe List and Michael Rowland, okay. and I would post those. And then people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you booked those guests. I'm like, this yeah. is from four months ago. Yeah. Like, I'm just reposting. Like, doesn't matter. Nobody cares. So let's get into college. I have a sneeze coming on. Do you? Bless you. Sorry. I was wondering. You it was one of those slow sneezes that doesn't hit right away. But yeah. like, you know it's coming. Yeah. So you got into trouble in college, you had said. But Quinnipiac was a, just a. It's not a party school, is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's not as big as like a Syracuse or. whatever one of those but yeah it's as much of a party school oh really i didn't know that huge party school but just smaller only four thousand students so which is weird because like you'd go out get drunk (coughs) 
do all these things and you knew everyone. Yeah. So you would see them on campus the next morning. It wasn't like a bigger school where you, where could, you could just go to a party and then never see those people again. <laughs> yeah. If you hooked up with someone, you'd see them. It was just, oh, it was crazy. God. So when did you actually start? Because you said you have some stories from high school. When did you actually start drinking? Drinking heavily, probably my junior year of high school, but I okay. would say college is where I really opened it up. College is where I discovered Four Locos. And uh, if you haven't ever had a Four Loco, be thankful. <laughs> did, you, did you used to drink those? Uh, I drank one of them one time again, back to the pre workout conversation, the original formula oh back my in the day. God. When it first came out, we were like, because I used to have that idea where it was like, oh, I wish they would make an alcoholic energy drink because I'm no, so tired. <laughs> yeah. And then they did, and then like kids were dying. <laughs> And we were like, four locos were four dollars for mm-hmm. the can, and you'd get it's this big, thirty-two ounces, wasted, yeah, disgusting, probably the worst tasting thing I've ever had. But you would get blackout. I mean, people would like you were literally bouncing off the walls. Yeah, because it so was going to New Haven. That was like the big party. Scene. Okay, that was like you know we'd go to New Haven's Thursday nights and chug those. We didn't have money because we were freshmen in college. Yeah, and just it, it was just by. Why did you would, go to Quinnipiac? Uh, for film, we had a great film program. Okay, and, um, but that's so like it wasn't I just one of those. Campus. I love the campus. Okay, because it's weird because coming from Florida, where we have some of the biggest universities in the country, like the University of Florida, Florida State, yeah. Miami. It's always interesting to me when people go to smaller schools. I'm always I curious want, as to why. I wanted to be away from home, but I didn't want to have to fly home. Okay, so that was a good. I didn't, yeah, because you drove here. You love driving. I do. You're a big yeah. drive guy. Yeah, I got my car in July. It already has thirty-two thousand miles. Wow. Yeah. So do you drive a lot for shows? I got to stay in stuff. Always, always, yeah. You so I drive. I won't take trains or buses. I just won't do it. Wow. I refuse. See, and this is interesting because in New York, almost everybody's the opposite of that. Like everyone I've met, like either doesn't have a car or has a car but rarely drives it. Yeah. But you're like, no. Like you yeah. texted me to come in here and you're like, oh, there's traffic. And I was like, is he drive driving from one borough to another? Well, it's you're in full control when you drive. Yeah. I mean, I want to be in full I don't want to be dependent on train delays yeah. or Uber's canceling. I want to know that. I, this is where I'm going, and I know how to yep. get there. Yep. So when you get to Quinnipiac as a freshman, you obviously chose the school. It was a crazy change. Yeah, so we'll, like, take us through it. What happened? So you, you're living at home, obviously, through high school in Queens. Yeah. You're going to school in New York. And then when you go to Quinnipiac, were you blown away? or like I was blown away. I didn't know anyone. I mean, we had, we had there was eight of us. From? No, eight of us in our dorm. Oh, wow. Okay. Four bedrooms. So two beds <laughs> each? Yeah, in a room. It was very tight, and uh, it was insane. It was it was a the the school was sixty six thirty three female male ratio. So it was much more women because okay. it's a health science school. Okay, so like nursing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I bet it was nursing and stuff. Oh, like everyone that. was hot. It was a very attractive campus. That's awesome. A lot of rich white kids from New England. Yeah, yeah. Not me, but other a lot of the yeah. other kids. And this. I would say, especially more towards senior year, we would probably drink starting Tuesday to Sunday, every each night. So by the time you were a senior, how did it get there? Like, well, take us through it. Like, how did you get from a freshman being blown away of all the stuff to well, being a senior drinking seven or five days a week? I mean, drinking was just a big part of the culture. Was it as soon as you got there? Yeah, right, okay. right off the bat. 
I mean, so you said you started drinking as a junior in high school. Were you like a party guy through the rest kind of, your of high school? Yeah, like we'd go to parks and stuff, but it was nothing like when I got to college. Okay, yeah, because doing the show, I've, I've I've discovered a lot of different avenues where there's some people yeah. who went to parties like once a month or once a you know every couple of weeks in high school, and then they did the, kind of the same thing in college. And then there's people like me who like. I was straight edged all through high school until my senior year. Yeah. And then when I started drinking, I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome and just yeah. kind of rode that wave. So you're kind of in between. Well, well especially because New Haven was, so many of us went there. They had college night and discounts yeah. and stuff like that. They wanted you to drink. and So when you get there as a freshman, it's like one of the first things you do is like crack open a yeah, beer? Yeah, so one of the first nights, no, it was, uh, it was the first Thursday. Okay. I get back from class. I had a five o'clock class. And I didn't know in college, Thursdays are the big night. Yeah, oh, yeah. Huge. Thursdays are probably bigger than Friday. Most Saturday. people, yeah, because most people have off Friday. Yeah. They don't schedule classes on Friday. Yeah, Thursday's the biggest night, I would say. So we get back and my roommates are drinking and we're pretty good friends at that point. Yeah. In terms of, you know, you live with someone that close, you should be friendly with them. Yeah. Especially, it takes a week and then you're like, so right. I'm like, I don't know. It's Thursday. This is what I'm saying. Know, it's Thursday. I don't know. Within a week, I was drinking before class and going to class fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my first semester, I failed English, which is. I if they could ma- see you now. Yeah, I did not make the adjustment well from like academically to drinking. I did not balance that my first semester at all. Yeah. I think I had like a 2.1 or something awful like gpa so wait so this is fun so you walk in and you're like what are you guys doing like it's thursday i don't know yeah that, do you remember that first night though do, do you remember what that you guys did night, yeah we went to new haven there was a bar and you oh, said this is was God. this four loco too or had you graduated no it's still four loco um it was a, there was this bar in new haven called russian lady shouts out russian lady russian lady which was just your typical I don't know if you know New Haven. It was your typical no, college okay. <laughs> It was your typical college bar. Yeah. At the upstairs, the downstairs, and I just remember getting blackout and I remember I don't know how this happened. I don't remember if this was the first night or another night, but I end up at Yale University cuz Yale's in New Haven. Yale. And I'm yeah, and I'm sitting here with like all these Yale students, all these Yale freshmen, and I end up in one of their dorms and we're all just hanging out. And I'm just like, man, like, what's going to happen to us? Just all because we were smoking after. Yeah. And they're like, well, we go to Yale, so we'll be fine. (laughs) We don't know who you are. You kind of (laughs) just snuck in. You just kind of snuck in. And I'm here like, they're dicks. Kids that go to Yale are assholes. Yeah, they're fucking the pieces of shit. They are the biggest pieces of shit. Have you ever seen Gossip Girl? They're terrible people. Ivy League kids are Terrible. I mean, yeah, they'll get great jobs and stuff, but they're awful people. God. So they're like this, and it's so funny. How did? So they had no. I I assumed maybe. I mean, they knew I was where I went. Trying to pass off that you went to Yale. No, they knew where I went to school. And you just ran into them at the bar and then ended up at their dorms. I, yeah, something happened. Has that? How? How? I see, often, that's the fuzzy part where yeah, I don't remember. That's happened to me before too, where I've woken up on someone's couch with obviously just clearly like passing out yeah. and being like. We're not at the party house anymore. Like, how did yeah. I get here? And then freshman year, there was the lacrosse the, the house, which is, if you were cool with the lacrosse was big on campus. Yeah. It was a big lacrosse hockey school. Okay. So if you were cool with them, you could go on Friday nights was like the lacrosse house. You would go. D- disgusting. Just a fucking disaster home. Like, you would never want to live there ever. But it was a big party but house. It was a huge. But the thing is, a lot of the girls hooked up with the lacrosse players. Yeah. So it was a very low chance that you'd hook up with someone. But you'd get drunk and you'd have a good time. Have a good time, yeah. So we used to go there and I fell asleep once uh, with my <laughs> shoes on. I don't know if you know this, but you can't. If you 
in college, at least my school, if you black out or you pass out with your shoes on, it's free range. People could do whatever they want to you. Okay. So I had many, many, many cocks drawn on my face. Uh, I remember spending a good chunk of the morning washing that off. God. Yeah. So when <laughs> this is awesome. So yeah. when do you or do you stay in the dorms the whole time? What What do you mean? When you're at Quinnipiac? Yeah, just for like holidays. That was it. No, no, no. But I mean, I, I mean, not just the freshman year. I mean, do you? Well, you couldn't have cars on campus freshman year. Okay, and then so, when, yeah, when you, do you move off campus? We don't move off campus until well, we moved to a different campus junior year. What do you mean? Uh, there was two campuses. Okay. There was Mount Carmel, which was for the um, freshmen and sophomores, which was more of your traditional. Oh, so they have separate campuses for yes, the yeah. great. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like at FAU where I went, it's a public university in uh, Florida. It's in South Florida. They've got like seven campuses, but it's per it's for college. Yeah. So like they have the marine biology campus, they have the honors campus. So it's like, and then they have the main campus, and then they've got a few other like satellite campuses. But yeah. basically, like if you went to FAU, you went. To yeah. FAU in Boca. Yeah. But for you, no, for at Quinnipiac, there's like freshman, sophomore there campus. Mount, there was Mount Carmel, then, okay. which was like your freshman, sophomore, your more traditional more traditional college campus. Yeah. And then a quad. Uh, junior year, York Hill, which is just up a big hill. I can't even explain How it. far is it from Carmel uh, it's, Mountain? It's close. It's You cross the street, maybe walked 15 blocks. Okay. But there was a... Okay, so there, it's not like you're going to a different there city. There was a bar junior year, the only bar... Oh, okay, so there's something called Whitney uh, Road. Okay. That was kind of the road that the school went through yeah. pretty much. And there was this uh, bar called Andale's, which uh, was in town. If you didn't feel like going to New Haven, people went there a lot. And that was uh, – it was like – it was like, it was clearly like the owner had to deal with the cops because yeah. like, every underage kid went there. Like no You one had mentioned denied. New Haven before. How far was New Haven from – 15 minutes. Okay. You'd have to take a shuttle. Yeah, I was going to say because you can't drive freshman year. No. Well, even after, you would take a shuttle because we were You'd drinking. get fucked up, yeah. Yeah. But, so but Andale's was like Andale's was a is a, was a fun hang too. As someone with two DUIs, I think that's incredibly responsible. Yeah, yeah. The school was smart about that. They had because it's one of those Saturday nights. Yeah, it's like they're gonna do it. Like let's avoid yeah the horrific consequences that come with people getting hammered and, and getting behind the wheel. There really were no like bad DUI incidents at my school. That's awesome. They were looking out for you guys. Saturday. Well, they're probably looking out for themselves. But yeah. Yeah. Liability and there such. This, there was this. Uh, dance bar called toads okay which is pretty infamous in new Haven. i know toads only because saruti talks about it when it he's was on the radio uh, show. the mecca yeah i mean toads. it was I know dis- toads. disgusting dirty but all pretty much every saturday pretty much every saturday night through college we would go there okay and that was people in would town? always try to do their own thing like they'd be like oh it's toads is gay but it, you always ended up back there like <laughs> you just couldn't compete so when when is this is toads in the uh, is it on Whitney or is it's in it New in Haven. The, oh that's no, in New Haven okay so Andalays was the only one that you could go to uh, as once you once I got to junior year there was a bar called Side Street which okay. um, they carded but they were more lax a little loosey goosey about it yeah we had a bar called DeMille's which was a little bit more our, our senior year we moved to a house in like in on the Cheshire Hamden border okay so it was down more away from campus and DeMille's was close to that okay. 
And then there was a bar called Anchi's, which we was Friday strictly for seniors. Like they were a strict twenty one and over bar. Oh, okay. Like you couldn't even like even if you were a hot chick underclass, you couldn't get in. Oh wow. Like they were very strict about were it. Were some of the upperclassmen dudes like, come on, guys? Like, I don't let think them. so. I think they were really. It was like known. Okay. So when we did, but then it made you appreciated senior year so yeah. much more. Oh yeah, because you're finally there. You can go. Yeah, and it had like a, it had a backyard, it had an upstairs, it had a patio. Classic. It was like a very nice place. Classy. Like a very, it was a very fun place. And, and that was every Friday night. So you'd go there Friday night. So your like, weekends were pretty planned. Like, well, and the then action. you said by the time you were a senior, you were drinking Tuesday through Sunday. Yeah, so Tuesday there was a place called Side Street. Here we go. Which was down Whitney. Here we go. Uh, 25 cent wings, a brilliant marketing plan. 25 cent wings. I think the beers were like $2 or something. God, love it. Wednesday you'd go to Andale's. Yeah. Stay stay close to home. Thursday was uh, Brush and Lady we would go to. Brush and Lady was pretty much there all throughout college. Yeah. Friday was Anchi's. Uh, Saturday was Toads. So you pretty much had five nights. You had you knew, like knew a bar. Every bar had their own night. Yeah. But I had a bunch of fakes when I was an underclassman. So how did that? How did you start acquiring these fakes? Because I've never had a fake ID in my sketchy, life. Sketchy, sketchy sources. Okay. So I got. A, I had a Massachusetts one my sophomore year, which was awful, just laughable. Were you Nobody, like meeting people and like they were like, "Hey, I can no, get over you." Internet. Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, I forgot those days trying to get a fake ID. They yeah. Because well, I never. I, I was. I worked in restaurants since I was fifteen, so I always knew older, like cool people. Yeah, and like who would like buy me booze. Oh, You're all good. these bouncers at like these bars and clubs and college, they all knew what was fake. It was yeah. Pandemic just had to be passable well that was the thing too is like working in the service industry that's what i'm saying yeah working in the service street service industry now to this day if someone shows me an id yeah and it's of age i'm not a detective like i'm not the police i'm not gonna try and decipher and then my bosses will be like oh well if they're under eight and i go listen they showed me the id yeah it said they were of age like what else do you want i'm not the cops like what else do you want me to do yeah, I did a Massachusetts. Well, I guess because uh, this was 2014, 2013, they had better technology. They had yeah. some stuff where it could scan, but I don't know how efficient it was. I never back in like seven, eight, nine when I was still, or yeah, when I was living in Florida. Yeah, and I was playing college football, but then I would work at the restaurant in the off season. Yeah, uh, during like spring break and stuff, mm-hmm. I never carded anybody. No, I'd just be like, yeah, we're here to party. Let's go. Well, this go. place Andales, which didn't really. Card. It was this, this big fat Mexican guy with like a mullet. Yeah. Roberto, who was awesome. Like everyone liked him. He just didn't care. Yeah. He gave like the hot chicks free drinks. Like who gives a it shit? It was under it was underpriced. Which normally that's not the case when they're letting in underclassmen. It's normally, yeah, because they can get your money. Packed. I mean, it was it was. Uh, so he's uh, making money hand over fist. He's got he's got yeah, a little all, little yeah. something something with the police in the area. It had to have been. And there was also this liquor store called Honey Farms, which uh, also must have had a thing with the police because they used to sell to like anyone. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then eventually, like both of them got raided or got cracked down. And my theory is like they were probably paying off the cops, and they just stopped. And then the like, cops are like, "All right, we're gonna." Well, yeah, and then you know, time. That's all I could think of because why would they all of a sudden get raided? Well, know? time takes time. Like a lot of times, what happens is like the people you're paying off, then they get promotions or they yeah. get fired, and then you try to pay off the new people, and they're like, "We're not about that." And then yeah. all of a sudden, they're like, "They tried to pay us off. Let's go raid them." And you're like, "Ah, fuck." Yeah. Because it can go sideways very quickly in those situations. Yeah, it can. So you said New Haven didn't fuck around. Like New Haven, okay. you had to be, you had to be twenty. You so did you not start going? To, you said you started going to New Haven though as a like a freshman sophomore though. Yeah, well to get in. Once okay. you got to the bar, it was easy. Yeah. Okay. Or you'd get like an unfriend to buy you if they had a fake. And yeah. Just, you know. Well, yeah, and you had the fakes too. But Toads was just an animal house. I mean, it was there was a there was the center, 
you know, when you walk in the main dance yeah. hall, the whatever, and then dance there was hall. the stage. Yeah, was a main dance hall, see? It was 1932. There was a, there were, but I did the Barstool Blackout. Barstool was even around when I was in college, had a okay. blackout tour. That was the first time I did Molly. It was like a random it's tell, it's a tell Thursday us. night. I did Molly. Uh, didn't know what to expect. What was happening? The, Why the did you? Time. How the did you end up? Ever. How did you end up in the situation? Uh, my friend just asked, "Do you want to do Molly?" And okay. I said, "Yeah." Ended up hooking up with this super hot chick, uh, which I don't know if you if you haven't done Molly. It's it's like, first of all, it takes away all your fear. Yeah. You have no fear of anything, which is not good necessarily. You should be fearful a little bit. It's a survival tactic. So I was talking fear. to everyone. Yeah. Uh, and I was like hooking up on this chick on the shuttle back and then we end up just going I'm like hey let's go to the quad we ended up just sitting on the fucking grass at night in the quad? yeah did you get caught? no I mean you could it's not the school's campus is technically open yeah and we ended up just taught we just ended up bullshitting for like two hours wow on Molly and the next day was fucking awful yeah because it takes out all your dopamine the Molly come down is is, makes you like suicidal almost yeah it literally takes out all the dopamine in your system it probably took I would say that was a Thursday night It probably Sunday until I was back to normal damn it knocks you out it wipes you out so, That's why I don't do drugs any like any drugs yeah. like that anymore. So you but said, I was, but but there's a funny there's a funny yeah, story linked ahead. to that. So there was this girl I really liked when I was a junior, and I'm trying to remember the story now. So I really liked her, and she had an ex who was like crazy, mm-hmm. and I guess she wouldn't I didn't go to Quinnipiac. <laughs> yeah, right. So she wouldn't end up. She didn't really hook up with me because they were kind of talking, mm-hmm. and then I found out that this guy. Uh, was hooking up with a friend of mine. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was like kind of talking to her. And then, so I broke the bro code and told her this. I'm like, Uh-oh. hey, you shouldn't fuck with him. His name was Shane. Fuck and, Shane. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't fuck with him because he's, he's hooking up with the girl's name with Meg. I'm like, he's hooking up with Meg. So just, you know, he Stay doesn't away. care about you, which I wouldn't do that today because I learned, <laughs> yeah. But when you he want pussy. He doesn't care about you. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I do. And, uh, so he ends up finding out about this. And then kills you. Uh, he runs into me. This is two weeks after the Molly incident. Yeah. He ends up very intense altercation at Toad's. You know, basically, what ha- to take basically I would fuck you up. He said, like, if there weren't people here, like, watch your back. And you're not a fighter. Not really. I mean, I take martial arts now, but. So in the, the moment, though, were you, like, freaking out? I was. It was tense. Mouth gets and dry. he was one of those very tall. He was very lanky. Yeah. So very tall. Which I had never fought a tall person before. It's hard. They've got reach. Yeah. So, all right. That ended up that. So, that that got broken up. I kind of just like played it off like I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. What do you so, mean? Yeah. Two weeks later, I, I or like three weeks after that, end up doing Molly. And Molly, have you done it? No. I've done Ecstasy, but not Molly. It puts you in like an amazing mood. Yeah, that's right. So, I, I was in the best mood ever. So, I... I was just so happy. I'm like, I want to text him and I want to apologize. <laughs> so I'm asking everyone his number, all our mutual friends. I'm like, can you have Shane's number? Like, I just want to talk to him. I just want to like apologize. And this everyone, everybody Molly? knows this is, this is at Toad's. And okay. everybody knows this is a bad idea. They're like, no. Just, so this is after the conf- confrontation. Three weeks after, yeah, yeah. Okay. Everyone knows this is a bad idea. And I finally get his number. I text him, look, I'm sorry. There was some confusion. 
there wasn't. Like it was very obvious what I did. I'm like, I don't want to have that. And apparently he had forgotten about it. Uh, and this was just a reminder, which is why you need some fear. Yeah, yeah. So that triggered him off again. Luckily, nothing ever ended up happening. We did go to a mutual friend's. We did run on to each other at a mutual friend wedding like a year and a half ago, and he seemed fine. Yeah, that's got to be. That's years later. Yeah, he was okay. He was nice. Yeah. But, yeah. God. He was from, like, the ghetto in Massachusetts, like some ghetto Massachusetts. Fucking, yeah. But from what I heard, he lives in Wyoming now. Fucking Southie, dude. Yeah, he was one of those yeah, type, yeah. like those, like an extra in a Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, type. yeah. But I think he lives a in Ryan like, O'Toole kind of guy. Yeah, I think he lives Fuck in like you. Wyoming now or something. So you said you got into um, the, well, the pee thing was just one scrape with the police. You yeah. said you almost got into yeah, some in trouble. College, a few we would times. Drink at, I mean, in high school, we drink at the parks, and it would, the cops would always come when we'd have to run off. Oh, no. One time, it was our senior, uh, it wasn't prom, it was like formal. Okay. It was like. The, like maybe the month before prom and uh, we were drinking in the park and the cop this is up, high school yeah senior okay. year and cop ends up pulling us over and it was like the four of us and like snooping around and everything you know because we were drinking mm. but it was in town so and then they ended up just letting us go and following us not kind of anticlimactic but that was like I, I haven't well you know one time me and two friends got stopped by like beach police we were smoking weed at Jones Beach and okay in the and they made such a big deal about it. They're like examining it in the fucking joint. It was a birthday cake joint. Like it just had birthday cakes. Like examine. I'm like, what are you looking at? Isn't man? it weird now that like it's all legal? Yeah, it like was, it's. But back then, man, it was. But I never had. I never was booked in prison or jail. Never had to spend That's awesome. a night. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. So you said you're trying. You're trying to just kind of lay off of everything now. Was I mean, there I've just. A- I've, I've abused different types of drugs and alcohol so much it's i was gonna say was there a moment moment. where you were kind of like ah maybe i should slow down was it getting high on stage and being like well i i am a very angry drunk so even throughout college i would fight really not not angry like violent just like lashing out at people yeah uh i know what you mean (laughs) i've dated a few of those yeah so i would just um i would just start fights for no reason just with random people if i yeah if something rubbed me the wrong way i would uh and this was as late as February of this year. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like a very self to the point where, like, to the point where, like, I don't. <laughs> you were gonna say like, yeah. oh, pre-pandemic. Yeah. To the point. You're like, no, this happened like three months ago. <laughs> yeah. To the point where, like, I don't know how anyone would still talk to me because I would just. You were be, that bad. I was that bad, and I would read texts the next day. I'm like, this is wow. God. Yeah. So I. Uh, yeah. I had to s- slow down. Yeah. And, and, and to me, the way I see it is I've been drinking heavily since I was like 16, yeah. which I was still a kid then. So I've never really experienced adulthood sober. Maybe, I don't know if that came into your mind when you got sober. Um, It's interesting. When, you, when I first got sober, and I've talked about this before, but I had to relearn how to do a lot of things because I had been drinking heavily since I was like 17, 18. Yeah. Um, so like going to the movies sober was a new experience, you know, going out with friends, doing comedy. It's where I had to relearn how to do stand up. Yeah. Cause well, that's I improved a lot since I've, I, I'd say drastically cut down drinking. Yeah. Cause like I said, as late as February, I was a drinker. Mm-hmm. So I've been going back, you know, I try not to beat myself up if I have a drink. Yeah, you can't. Cause I'm not, as long as like I had one last night. I was going to have two. And then I just, you just stop yourself. Yeah. See, that's, I, I'm always envious of people who can do that because like I said, once, 
once I start, I'm like, oh, I'll burn everything. Well, to the I don't know what it I is, I but just getting older, alcohol's made me more and more depressed. Yeah, like, I just get. I mean, that's how I was towards the end. I I remember the last time I drank, I just started drinking. <clears throat> it was my thirtieth birthday. Yeah, and I. It's a long story. It's in my one man show, which is coming out next week on yeah. Patreon. Uh, but uh. I just started drinking and then I was so upset that I just kept drinking. Then I got more and more depressed and I just kept and then literally ended up in the hospital well, because I was like, yeah, and not drinking. I think what's scary about it is it really forces you to face problems, mm-hmm. your problems. Oh, yeah. Your personality flaws. Whereas if you're drinking, it's like, oh, it's seven. I could start drinking. I could put this off. Yeah. So. Well, and that's how the hard thing, too, is actually because I'm fully sober and being sober for coming up on five years. It's weird because when I snap at people at work or I lash out, I'm like, oh, that's just that's that's me. That's that's who I am. Yeah, because I'm bipolar, but I don't take medication for it because the medication really fucks you up as an artist. Yeah, it zonks you out. It it really definitely can't drink if you're taking bipolar meds. Yeah, my cousin's bipolar. He had to stop drinking. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like with bipolar, the meds, it, it fucks with me creatively. Yeah. So well, I, just, I just you have no creativity. Yeah. So I just always like I can't take these. Like I can't write. I can't take yeah. these. Um, uh, yeah. I so, must be on bipolar meds. Uh. <laughs> well, so then the benefit though that explains why so many comics can't write. Actually, now that all I think the meds that they yeah. take. But I actually don't take meds. Uh, yeah, me neither. I'm happy about. It. I'm not putting people down who do. It's just yeah. something I never wanted to start because I feel like it's a slippery slope. Then. Well, and that's that's yeah. When I was like 22, 23, I wanted to stop drinking so much. So I went to a psychoneurologist, and he prescribed me Adderall, Klonopin, and Xanax. Oh, do we have much time? Do we? Yeah, have? That's we can do one more. Thing. Adderall. I used to be abuse Adderall when really? I was in college. Yeah, I would take Adderall like late at like eleven o'clock at night. Uh, yeah, and be up until like Adderall does very similar. If you drink with Adderall, it has a very similar effect to uh, an amphetamine. Yeah, so what is an amphetamine? But like, it's very similar to Molly. Maybe one step below it, but so you would just perfect. pop Adderalls at like I would pop 11, Adderalls, 12? Yeah, and just go out and just be super happy, no worries, and then the fucking crash. Yeah. Yeah. See, we used to do Adderall. I would text my parents. I love them. And like from like college, five in the morning. Yeah, and like college, it was just weird the stuff I would do. We would do Adderall too, uh, but it was only as a study. Not only, but we would do it a lot as a study aid because where I went to school, a lot of my friends, we loved the feeling of getting fucked up and drunk. And that's what Adderall did. Well, yeah. so for us, Adderall would keep us from getting drunk. Like it would yeah. hype us up, but we wouldn't feel like the drunk feeling. Yeah. Because it's an upper. And alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. You weren't so, stumbling, slurring yeah, your yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is actually... It was pretty much the happy feeling of yeah. the drunk without So as sad as it sounds, like, a lot of times we'd be like, well, I'm not going to drink tonight because I'm on Adderall. Like, it's not... There's no point. It's, yeah. It's so funny. When I was in LA in March, someone gave me an Adderall. Huge flex. Yeah. Uh, someone gave me an Adderall and it was, it took me like a good 15 minutes. I'm like, this feeling so familiar, but I don't remember it. And then it yeah. hit me. Oh yeah. I used to take Adderall in college all the time. Yeah. It does not. I mean, that's what all these drugs do in drinking. It just numbs mm-hmm. real feelings. Yeah. Who you are. But eventually, yeah, I think you have to come to grips with who you are. I mean, you I don't, just, you can't, you can't be, a, I don't, I don't think you could be a heavy drinker and build yourself as a person. No, I agree with you, I but you I was going to say, the reality is you don't ever have to come to terms with that person. I know when people you're drinking, in the, you mean. Well, yeah, I know people in their 40s and 50s and 60s who get hammered every day and they've been doing it since they were in their 20s. Yeah, it's man. like I mean, yeah. I'll walk by like a bar, like I'm in a store at like 2 o'clock people are drinking. Yeah. I but mean, it happens from, all the time on McDougal. I go down to McDougal for the mics oh, a lot of times. Yeah. At like 1 or 2 in the afternoon, people are just at like bars like are packed. And I see the same like four or five people every day and I'm like, how are you yeah. paying for this? Yeah. 
it's it's crazy. But there's a bar by me, Madame Marie's. It's called. Like sometimes I'll get back from the city late, like one thirty or two a.m., and I'll walk by. And honestly, to me, I think when you're very focused on what you want to do, it, it like I'm like that lifestyle. I really don't have an interest in going back to it. No. It doesn't phase me. Once you're like immersed in what you're doing, and yeah, and you're waking up early, you're going to the gym, and then you got spots at night. Like you got shit going, and yeah. you got work, you got the sales job. So it's like you got shit going. I, on. Yeah, exactly. I just don't. I meditate now. That's like my wow. Job. I did a half hour. That's why I was late actually. Uh, meditate half hour. Hey, we'll but always I have to do it. I yeah. have to. It's one of those. that's like, well, that's the other thing too, is it's, it's interesting because sometimes if I have a shitty day at work or something, I'll think about like tonight might be the night that I go out and get fucked up. But then I'm like, there goes my week. My whole thing. Yeah. I, so it's like, I've, I've got podcasts to record. I've got the gym to go to. I've got work. I've got spots. It's like well, my whole week. I actually would be think fucked. last night may have been my last drink ever. I only had one drink. Cause I felt all those, like f- those feelings coming back. The familiar ones. Yeah. And I'm like, I could have another one and maybe three. And then it's just like, well, if I had three tonight, why would I stop tomorrow? Like might as well just have some tomorrow. And yeah, so you got to really put that line in the sand. I think. Fuck yeah, man. Well, so I'm proud I got of you pizza. for doing it. I'm like, I'm going to, I'll indulge in something that's not great for you, but not as bad as drinking. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too, is like a pizza it might fuck your stomach up a little bit but that's it's not it, gonna, you're done it's not yeah. gonna put you out for two days yeah well yeah <laughs> so that's kind of when i did the zoom aas they they said it's always it's not a bad idea to indulge in a different vice yeah sugar is a big thing when i when i first got sober oh it was sugar like when crazy. i did yeah when i did three weeks i was cr- every night sure more candy right dude i got oreos in the fucking pantry right now baby oh i was like a, i'm more of a candy guy i would say i'm more of a like a cakes chocolates cookies right. guy what kind of oreos it's a regular Ooh, double stuff? No, classic, baby. Yeah. It's funny you say that, though, because the, the grocery store had double stuff on sale for like for like two months. That's what I had in there. And then I just yeah. switched back to regular. Yeah. There's been so <laughs> many times. off the rails. Yeah. There's so many times I've tried to quit drinking, though, and then. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just depends on like, like I said, I don't push AA on anybody, but that's what helped me. I know people who just were like, oh, I was getting out of control, so I just stopped. And then I know so, other people so, who just so didn't How quit. long were you with your ex for? Not to bring up bad memories. Um, my ex, my most recent ex, we were together for four years. So how did you get through such a tough breakup sober? Uh did everything I, I, self-improvement right but yeah like i mean i have a structure now like i i have meetings i have a sponsor i sponsor other people like i i do the stuff that i'm do, told do to you do find every day. like really focusing on what you want to do is a good way to get over a breakup yeah dumping myself into work between my regular night job and the podcast and the one-man show i dumped myself into all that just started working out even harder going to the gym more started hanging more yeah yeah like i just writing down your workouts is helpful too i've never done that really no i just just I like to compare like where I am a week. Yeah. You know, this is how I compare. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, no, no, plug no, everything yeah. one more time. We got to get out of here. Got humiliated pod. We got a bitch test. I'll be, uh, where are you tonight? Are you? I'm at work tonight. All night? Yeah. No, I'm at the stand tonight. I'm doing sugar babies. Oh, what time is that? Uh, nine. Okay. I might swing by after work then. What time is work over? Work should be over around like nine or 10. Okay. Yeah. Come by. The stand's always a good hang. Dude, it's the best hang in the city. I like it. I love the cell. The cellar's the best club in the city, but the stand is the best hang yeah, in the city. Yeah. I, I like hanging out at the stand. Well, because I try to big. hang out at the other clubs. It's just, you can't. Yeah. It's too small. The like, stand's big. like New York and like stand up. St. Mark's. Yeah. It's like you can't hang. There's no. no place to hang. The stand did it right as far as that's concerned because a lot yeah. The comics hang upstairs, yeah, and you can just chill out. Yeah, they got the basement, they got the upstairs. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, dude. Plug your social media. I don't know if we did that or it's not. That Pontello seven seven is my Instagram. Hell Same yeah, we'll link TikTok. everything in the show notes. Yeah, we got it. Well, when thanks for coming out. This will come out. out for Patreon tomorrow, everywhere Monday. Nice. Uh, yeah, let me know about. I'll uh, clip it. I'll tag you. We'll do the whole thing. Perfect. Uh, at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Thank you everybody so much for listening. Check out the One Man Show May thirty first at three p.m. and we'll talk to y'all next week. Nice.